Living your authentic life. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Chef Lauren D'Agostino, who helps veg-curious and plant-passionate people fall in love with plant-based food and living, offering in-home catering services for intimate groups and wellness retreats. She infuses fun, familiarity, and high vibrations of love, joy, and gratitude, and often essential oils, into her gourmet menus. When she's not in her kitchen cooking, she's in the virtual kitchen teaching self-conscious and intimidated cooks the plant-based fundamentals so they can master the intuitive bliss of healthy and flavorful meals in the day-to-day. A free-spirited and curious adventure seeker, astrologer lover, intuitive yogi, high-vibe community builder, and happiness junkie, Lauren takes a holistic and fun-loving approach to plant-based living both on and off the planet. All right. Hi, Lauren, and welcome to the Intimacy Truth Podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I'm very excited to actually be talking with you about all of your wonderful things that you're doing with our world and uh, how you became a chef. So let's get started. Tell me, how did you become uh, a chef in your uh, as becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's such a good question. It was almost by accident. Um, I actually got started right out of college in retail, worked in retail management for a couple of years. And just wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. I felt that numbness inside. It was eating away at my soul. And so I switched from there into something that I knew I always loved and that was baking. So I went to pastry school. Actually, people are surprised sometimes to learn that I have not always been in this plant-based vegan world. I used to love dairy. I used to love sugar. So that was where the journey began on the chef side of things for me. I'd always loved to cook, um, even from a very early age, always had access to the real stove in a safe way, of course. And so always was welcomed in the kitchen. And I loved to share that with others. And so I started the process of learning more about what avenue I wanted to take within food service or under the umbrella of being a chef, but it wasn't until I tried on all of the things that just didn't feel like me that I finally landed on the thing that does. And that is doing this private chef thing in kind of my own way, bringing the restaurant to people. I never really liked the idea of working long nights and weekends and 60 hour weeks minimum as a, as a chef in the traditional way. Um, and I also realized that I couldn't keep working in the pastry world. I left my career as an aspiring pastry chef, um, something that could have been a very promising one for me, but I felt so guilty about all the sugar I was using and all of those things that I was sharing with people. Like I, I've always been pretty interested in health and wellness just personally. And so the more I learned about what was the optimal fuel for me, the more 
guilt I felt about giving people something I knew was slowly poisoning them. Um, and that might sound kind of extreme, like, oh, what's, you know, what's a cookie or a cake here and there. But when you were seeing them as frequently as I was, yeah. um, it just kind of came back to that feeling of inauthenticity. And so I switched my own personal diet from what was cake scraps and soggy French fries <laughs> to two top products of uh, the jobs and food service and hospitality I had at the time. And I transitioned into a more plant strong and vibrant life. And it's over time of doing that and bringing those foods into my body. That's truly contributed to the change and the up-leveling of this baseline that I live at now, where I feel physically, mentally, energetically, emotionally, and spiritually just at a higher level, um, a higher vibration. There's really no better way to say that. Um, it's and it's so all because true. of the food I eat. Yeah. It's very true. We as a family, uh, and it's interesting, we've been doing it for, I think, six or so months, probably more than that now, since we bought our new home in August of last year. And uh, whenever family comes, it's like, oh, Costello kids can't eat whatever sugar food. And, you know, we just had Easter. And obviously that's a very high sugar, um, really holidays, like the treats that we get. And so um, my kids have been horrible for the last two days because of the amount of sugar that is currently in our house and that they had the day of, although our kiddos are getting older. So they're understanding we switch it from a, not a, I can't have, but our bodies don't like. Um, yes food, I right? love that yeah and yeah. same thing so like we do we'll do uh ice cream in the morning and so they'll go to school like we had ice cream this morning it's like protein powder and and plant-based protein powder um and veg uh not vegetables uh frozen fruits and a I really love ripple the um yep. milk that's made out of pea protein like I am I have no problem chugging down a glass of milk now knowing that I'm drinking like eight grams or so of protein and no sugar. Um, it's pure, pure goodness. And, and that brings us to like our, our total excitement for today of living your authentic life and how the things that you put in your body that are not authentic to your body create this lack of authenticity in who you are as a person. And my kiddo, even my oldest, she'll say, mommy, my body's not happy right now because of how much sugar I ate. Yeah. And it's so cute. And it's like, yeah, you're right, kid. <laughs> you need to go take some space. Right. And obviously that how I'm laughing and talking, that's not always how the conversation goes. Sometimes yeah. it's get out of my face. Right. But <laughs> there's, there's different levels of authenticity that can shine through. Um, the point still is though, at the core of our authenticity, there's that level of, um, of when, if we don't do the basics of what our body needs, then there's not much living our, our authentic life or there's living out of alignment often. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And when I love that you make that comment about the sugar with your kids, you can definitely notice. I don't have kids of my own, but I hear so many stories from people where they'll take their kids off sugar and then they'll test it out. They'll give them sugar. And they're like, oh my gosh, my kid was, a, they're, they're totally different people. And because their bodies are still so small and developing, like you get two different experiences based on what you feed your kids or what choices you encourage them to make. So really cool that you're empowering them at that early age. I love that. Thank you. And how about yourself when you went from like the pastry world to the health healthier world? How was that transition for you physically? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I noticed a lot of things and I, I should say too, when I was going through the transition, I was so realistic with 
how it would look, how it would taste, what things I was buying. And with the amount of time that I had to actually transition these habits so they could be part of a lifestyle and not part of a diet that I was putting myself on. I knew I wanted to go plant-based and stay there. So I set myself up for success in that way. It's similar when you move your whole house, like that takes some planning, right? You don't just like pack your luggage and just go and hope it works out. It takes some time to put all the pieces together. And so, um, yeah, I was really, um, connected to the actual cooking process, really learned about the different things that I was going to be using on a more regular basis, like learned how to do all sorts of cool things with chickpeas and different kinds of beans and legumes and nuts. Um, but I also just really appreciate now the flavor of plain fruits or vegetables, even like medjool dates. If ever I need something sweet, like I have one date now and that, and then I'm good. Like all day, my sugar craving is nailed. And I'm someone who used to eat a bowl of ice cream after school every, every day. day. Oh, I did the same thing sometimes twice a day. Like my favorite yes. thing to do is find those little hole in the wall ice cream shops all around the estate and like go and support them. Like I have huge ice creams. Like, and I have one right down the street from my house that when we first moved in, or before we moved in, we went and stopped there for a treat. And now it's like, we're dairy and gluten-free. We're not meat-free, but we're dairy, gluten. We're actually peanut-free um, and whole wheat-free, like all that stuff, refined sugar, high fructose corn syrup, all of it. So not to be able to do that, it's like, uh, it's the, it was the, the hardest thing to let go of because it was just a passion of mine to support those ice cream stores. So, yeah. 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 It's really interesting to notice over time, how your body responds to those foods that you remove for a period of time. And then you introduce them back in oh, and they throw awful. you so off balance or they don't taste as good as you thought they once did. Like I still <laughs> experience that one. I'm totally with you. I love to make um, all natural ice cream from frozen bananas and whatever else gets added in there. Um, and even like vegan or fully plant-based ice cream, like it just doesn't hit all those chords for me really anymore because my body loves and responds so well to food that's actually meant to fuel my body just in that similar way that gasoline is meant to fuel a car, right? real whole plant-based food is meant to fuel a human machine. And for some families and some people, animal protein is totally cool to still include. I do believe that in bio-individuality. Um, but even for those folks, you might be surprised if you kind of can lighten the portion mm -hmm. or sprinkle it in throughout your week a few days, you know, less frequently. Um, you might be surprised at some different ways that you feel or that it kind of sticks with you for a couple of days and you don't need it maybe as regularly as you believed. So really like empowering yourself and letting your body communicate with you as far as what fuel is best for your unique car um, can make all the difference. Like I'm, I'm vegan for right now because I love it and it makes me feel awesome, but I don't know if that's going to be true for the rest of the phases of my life. I would hope so, but I'm totally open to letting my body be the driver. Exactly. Um, Living yeah. your authentic life. I love yeah. it. And I want to actually bridge this too for people because um, this, even though we're talking to a vegan chef or someone who loves food, right? 
we're, we're not just talking to those foodies here. Like this, you can take what we're talking about and apply it to your life, just like you can take your food and let your food, your body tell your body what your food wants or vice versa. Um, like this, if you're, if you're uh, passionate about anything in your life and you're struggling with living your authentic life, we're here to say like, this is not an easy journey. It is so important to get uncomfortable or learn how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I was actually just recently having a conversation with a friend and in that conversation, it's like there I'm pounding growth. Right. And I'm like, this is my jam. I love this. And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'm sorry that growth is uncomfortable for you. Like time to get uncomfortable because actually I'm really not sorry. Uh, I take that back. Those words are like curses. I don't use those words. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I do feel for you. I feel the struggle. I feel the challenge. I know it's uncomfortable. Uh, so please tell me how your journey for that part of being, living your authentic life. Like how did you, cause family is not supportive at all. When we make huge transitions like this, family just wants to pound you home and how you're ruining your kids. Like, or for me at least. So tell me yours. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was easier for me at the time than it might be for others listening. So I'll just share what my personal experience was like, and then kind of some tips I've picked up along the way from knowing other people. So I was living in Florida at the time, actually working for Whole Foods Market and some different restaurants and things. Um, and so I was surrounded by tons of good food, but also people who were passionately living a vegan lifestyle. And I noticed them, I noticed and appreciated their energy and whatever they were doing, I, I had to learn all of it. Um, so I just kind of became a, a student of change. And you're right, um, growth, growth takes some level of being uncomfortable, but we're always we're always going through that. And when you choose to just see, to see life in all aspects of it as, as an opportunity to learn and grow and repeat that cycle, you, you take back like a bit more of that control, but in a, um, in a more kind of reciprocal way. So you kind of get to dance with the universe and dance with opportunity in a way that feels better. Like, who knows what might come up today, but I'm excited about what it might teach me, right? Or who knows who I might meet today and I'm excited to make their day. Like whatever it is, there's going to be some level of uncomfortability, but um, when you just accept that as the truth, it, it doesn't have so much weight. It doesn't throw you off of balance so much. Um, so so that's that. And then and then on my personal transition, you know, I, I was going through it gradually and I didn't really need to announce it to everyone I met. So like, that's something a lot of people want to do, especially when their transition is fueled by this like virtuous endeavor and new outlook on life because they've seen a documentary or they've read a study or a book or something. And they want to tell everyone that, that you know, that they are going vegan or plant-based or that they should try to, because, because the individual person who's going through change is so connected to their why. Your family is not going to give a crap about your why because they're more concerned about their own why. Right. So all you kind of have to do is put up this like invisible shield of I'm doing this thing. I'm trying this out. This is what works for me. 
And when you just kind of like keep all those little secrets to yourself and it gets a little more challenging with kids, I think, because you have family members and parents who like want to bring over all the candy when they come to see the kids. That, but also like, mommy, that lunch is like, why does, why do they eat so unhealthy? It's like, shh, don't say that. <laughs> like, don't judge their parenting. I'm going to, they're going to think that I'm judging them. <laughs> it's so totally. uncomfortable. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And so, so, you know, that's kind of where like it's helpful. I am, I would imagine to have kind of yeah. those conversations with, yeah. with your kids, but, but similarly, you know, like from the, from the, okay. parental, <laughs> like this light, from, yeah. the, um, from the parental perspective, like just because kids will say whatever's on their mind, right. That's, that's the beauty of, of being a child is you yeah. have no filter yet. And right. so kind of learning maybe to, to like laugh about what it is like kids say the darndest thing I mean right like they made comedy shows about that and so so even just having yourself as a parent like a lighthearted approach to to what they say and and how observant they are um because they are really living in their authenticity they're absorbing so much of the world around them mm -hmm. and so so to to kind of correct them into saying some things differently I don't know, could kind of knock them off of their authentic path. I think it's so, it's so beautiful. Kids are, are so magical um, yeah. in that phase of life. And so just kind of rolling with, you know, yeah, we, we eat more plants, we eat this way and it makes us feel awesome. And, and having that maybe be the way that they, um, that they start to talk about their choices yeah. in the outside world, outside the home. Yeah. We talk about eating from the rainbow. So when we eat, like what's in the fridge that we can eat from the rainbow. And uh, my daughter goes to kindergarten and comes home and goes, mommy, your favorite food is Skittles. <laughs> I'm like, nope, no, it's not. <laughs> that wasn't the purpose. This isn't working as planned. <laughs> like society, you're, you're making things so much harder for me. Um, but still the, the sentiment applies, like eating from the rainbow, all the foods that we should be eating are from the rainbow colors um my kiddo and same thing like well I'll crack a cucumber in half and hand it to them and then people are like that's weird it's like no that's really cool right like I've worked really hard for them to just eat this cucumber the way I'm handing it to them so let's not diminish how they're doing it or what we're choosing and um in the same token trying to give them the skills and the empowerment to just accept things for way things are like it's not that we can't it's not that um, cow's milk is bad, right? We're not like, you're, what you're doing is bad. And, and oftentimes when we get passionate about a change that we want, we want to tell the other person like, that's bad for you. Um, and we all are guilty of it. That's just our natural human behavior. Uh, so it's not something to be ashamed of, right? Like we're, we're focusing on living our authentic life. And if that's part of our authenticity for the moment, then that's okay. And acceptance is really important. It's just then like, okay, I didn't really like how that felt. So how am I going to move forward? And um, it's not that it's back to my main point. It's not that we can't drink or our bodies don't like cow's milk, right? Like we focus on what it's doing for us, not what other people are doing in their decision-making process, at least in our family and how our kiddos, how we try to get them to communicate things. And actually yesterday her teacher comes home, uh, she's comes home and says, my teacher said no candy at school. I'm like, yes, nice. <laughs> like Amazing. good for, I don't know why she said it. It must've been some conflict because Matt was putting some of it in her, uh, my husband in her lunchbox. And so now we're living our lives, thankfully in alignment with how we're really wanting to live it. Uh, and 
to bring this real, really quote, like together, a lot of the work that I do is helping people find safety in freedom that they create by their design, living their life by design, right? By, and not by somebody else's design. Unfortunately, by, since kindergarten, we're taught how to listen to somebody else's rules, do what everybody else wants us to do, learn what other people want us to learn, and work a nine-to-five job. Um, and then we get to college and we're like, wait, now we don't have to work this nine-to-five job anymore? <laughs> like, how do we do this? And then becoming an entrepreneur, like this, there's just this evolution in uh, breaking free from the societal patterns that we're taught. And... Um, embracing that at a very young age is super empowering and gives them that that empowerment that is robbed of so many people so early so yeah yeah that that message totally resonates i think that was really the core essence of what it was that i was craving was that freedom mm. i always suspected at an early age that i would do something on my own or kind of pursue that entrepreneurial route um i didn't know though what it would be or what it would look like and so now you know, you're right at like, I am committed to this pursuit of, of growth of, of kind of carving out my own little corner of the world. Um, and, and living in my, in my light and, and sharing that with others, passing that, that on to others so they can live in their light too, whatever that looks like. But really the, the core of that begins with fueling your body, which then fuels your mind with food that's actually food. Um, and I love too that you that you mentioned, you know, there is no can or can't eat. I believe that very same thing. Yeah. It's, I can eat anything I want. I choose not to eat those things that I know make me feel lousier, that don't line up with what I truly believe, you know, all of that stuff, so. Yes, it's and it's such a learning lesson when we go, uh, after we made the shift, you go to the grocery store and you realize you can't eat 90% of the, not can't, you don't want to eat 90% of the store. Like I skip all of the bread aisles now and all the cooking, I mean, darn Oreos, gluten-free. <laughs> it's so hard. It's like another weakness of mine and they're already dairy-free. They don't say they're dairy-free, but there's no dairy in them. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's like such an eye-opening experience and you're right. Your taste buds change like for giggles. I tried some Halloween candy and that's another thing. Like now how do we go trick-or-treating like oh you can go trick-or-treating and collect all this candy but now we're throwing it away and you can't have any of it like it's such a hard um thing to be and my husband's like we're not going to be that family that gives out apples <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't know what to do um but i tried a piece of hershey's and it was disgusting it was like yeah. it was not it's like not even chocolate it's, no, it's maybe like one percent a Hershey kiss is like probably 1% if that like of chocolate. I'm just being obnoxious here. I don't really know how much chocolate is in it. So Hershey's don't come after me, please. <laughs> um, but it's still, it's like, it was disgusting. And yeah. and I'm a, I love chocolate. So it's, it's not easy, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And even, I love that you bring that up as an example, like even within a, a food category that you think is right? Either healthy or unhealthy, there's a good, better, best scale. So, you know, some chocolates fall towards the, the not so good really. Um, and then, and then the more that you pursue a product or an ingredient that is made with less sugar, that is more homemade, that is made in smaller batches, like you kind of can move along the scale really. And 
I still eat chocolate, but it's, it's fancy chocolate, but I, it's cause I only need a little teeny bit and it satisfies yeah. that craving and it doesn't make me feel terrible. Yeah. It's, it's really cool too. When you do just have that one bite and it's, it's, it's like a delicatessen, I guess, is that, is that the right word you would call it? Like that one bite just is so, as I would relate it to uh, getting to the top of the mountain, like I didn't, I didn't have to go through all this trash just to have that one bite or just to see that one view, right? Like I got to just take a bite and enjoy it to the fullest extent. And it really is very satisfying once your body gets accustomed to the new, uh, the new way you're feeding it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for being here on our Intimacy Truth podcast. I hope this was helpful for our listeners. I know it will be, um, especially the more we talk about living our authentic lives and what that means for us, the more we get to be free in our safety of what we create and the design that we did, uh, create. So I much appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This You're is welcome. Fun. Oh, before we go, um, do you want to share where people can get you uh, and get in touch with you and also about your cookbook? Sure. Yeah. So people can find more information about what I'm up to at laurendagostino.com or join me on social media, Instagram, mostly for now at chef Lauren D'Agostino. And then um, there's a link on my website and in my Instagram profile for the cookbook, or you can just search my name on Amazon. Very cool. And your cookbook is able to be interchangeable. Yeah. So the cookbook itself is, um, it's not a very sexy title, but it's very straightforward. Just like me, it's plant-based vegan and gluten-free cooking with essential oils. So ah, recipes that are easy, flavorful, and really nutrient dense. And so from there you can, and you can cook with or without essential oils, most of these recipes anyway. And then even from there, you can decide if you want to keep it fully vegan and fully gluten-free, or you want to kind of swap it out and use the recipes more as guidance for how you might be inspired to either eat more plants or try cooking with pure essential oils. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course.